Good morning, guys. Welcome to the Five Property Show. This is all about finding the perfect buyer. And how do we find yours? So on today's show, we've got um, estate agent here, uh, Andrea Stanford. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Brilliant. Thank you. And uh, uh, Lens Director, Richard Cook. Um, Richard, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I uh, absolutely fantastic. Been out for well, a wee run you. for a four mile jog round the round I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I was sweating buckets. First time I've had my t shirt on in ages. Um it must be really warm outside, uh, definitely. Yeah. Um anybody else been out this morning? Has everybody just yeah. got <laughs> I've had the dog out. <laughs> well done, well done. Okay, so we're we're in today to talk about uh, the perfect buyer. How do we find yours? This is your golden opportunity if anybody's watching. Um, to ask us any questions you want about anything related to property. Um, and uh, yeah, you could get your question answered uh, live on the air. Um, so becoming a state agent is a bit like running a dating agency. The reality is uh, we're playing Cupid every day. We're cultivating commitment, uh, building long-term relationships that lead to living together. Uh, it's more marketing. It's more, it's more than marketing. It's actually matchmaking. Um, if you've ever experienced online dating, sadly, I'm not of that era. <laughs> Maybe a good thing, actually. Um, disco for me, that's how everybody met. That was the that was the original dating agency, was your disco. Andrea, is that for you as well? Oh, Jim, I, think, I thought you knew me better than that. The, the dancing. <laughs> was it the dancing? <laughs> no, it was the folk club, actually. Perfect. Okay. And Richard, are you online <laughs> dating agency or were you no, still I was, that I was more nightclubs, but <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, you'll know that someone's profile and your pictures never tell a full story. Um, it's only when you meet that you know it's going to work, that person. Uh, until then, you've got to go on their looks um, and that's it, really. So it's kind of just like a property as well. When we see the photographs, we see the description. And that's kind of like the online dating process. It's just like when um, when when it's like when selling your home, uh, the property portals are effectively Tinder for buyers. And um, with so many listings on show, it can sometimes come down to the chance of whether someone stops in your profile or simply scrolls by it. This is key where marketing is the essential first step. Not advertising, there's a distinct difference. Marketing is key here. And if you need more information on that, please feel free to ask us privately about this, about what is the distinction between marketing and advertising. They're two fundamentally different concepts. Marketing is key here. But there's more than that to a state agency. It's about listening to people's stories, forming connections, building trust, and it all comes down to crafting that magical, ah, moment. When you've got just the person, and here's why, and here's where you need to show this property to them. Really, that's what it comes down to, guys. I mean, you know, Richard, is that, is that your experience of matching people up with property initially? Yeah, definitely. And I think the comparison, although obviously not having a lot of experience with dating apps and things, you all know about the swipe right thing. And I think that initial lead image has to catch people's attention. And then obviously the internals and the fundamentals of the actual listing itself. And then it's knowing your clients, both the seller and the buyer, and matching them correctly for what they're obviously ultimately looking to to obviously buy. Um, and I definitely think that's quite a good uh, way to look at it. Yeah. Andrea, is that similar? Is the process you would think that's kind of how we see it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, when we take details from someone that's looking for a property uh, and they maybe don't have anything in mind themselves, it's not one specific property they're after, um, 
you know, we find out a little bit about them if they've got children, they've got pets, they've got maybe elderly relatives that they're wanting to have a, an extended family. They're looking for something with, you know, specific accommodation. And, you know, we, we have our thinking caps on and, you know, rack our brains. And sometimes it's not a property that we've got, but we can guide them in the direction because we know what else is on the market. And it may be that we could get their property to sell. So, um, you know, it's it's not just about us. It's about the, the wider picture. I think it's, it's about helping people, I think. That's the yeah. Thing. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to, doesn't it? it is, uh, but, it's, I mean, when you think about the logic, it is, it is really um, when you th it is all about marketing in the beginning. The key here is actually to get the wow photographs in order to get somebody to click through in the first place. And the the introduction to be so overwhelming emotively, this is key here. This is the difference between advertising and marketing, emotively yeah. introduction. I mean, when you look at um, Right Move, Prime Location, Zoopla, and any website, when it's on a mobile phone, you hardly get any writing at all at the beginning. So somebody advertises their own agency is the first key point of who they are pr proud, proud to present and all the rest of it is losing a golden opportunity for your property to get somebody to click through. They already know it's your agency. They don't need to be yeah. told again. So you're taking premium space away from that person's property when you think about the logic of it. I mean, that's that's how I see it anyway. Uh, do you guys see that as well? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I definitely see it like that. And I think, like you say, you need to, you need to catch the attention with that lead image and that introduction and it doesn't have to be a, a big long-winded introduction it just needs to be straight to the, the point and precise and really catch people's attention to make them then obviously look further into the, the lesson mm -hmm. um, and that I, is a I, I think it's a good analogy um you know relating it to a dating you know yeah. uh, app because when you think about it you're walking down streets all the time you're in towns you know you're passing hundreds of thousands of houses every day of your life but you never think any more about them. It's the same with the people that you pass in the street. One of them could be your lifetime partner and you just don't know it yet. So I, I do think that getting that first image out of a property to get someone's attraction on it is, is a really important. Yeah. And there's all the different senses to touch as well. I mean, there's sight, there's sound, there's smell, there's touch. There's all these different things. That, and you only have an opportunity with a few limited ones of them. Um, so it is basically sight, and uh, and that's why we're media companies now, because sound is essential, because people will respond to that straight away. Everybody's more likely to watch a video than actually read a description, because it makes it so easy. And and with this, you know, I've gotten on about this before, about your phone being the new, the new television. This is where everybody watches now, where your television is in the background, um, just as the, the radio has, has been before. Um, a lot of people just spend a lot of time on here doing social media, playing puzzles, playing games, communicating with their friends um, while the television's on the background. So we've taken that golden opportunity to capitalise on that in order to get that market out and, and introduce another sense, which is sight yeah. uh, and sound. Yeah. Um, so hence the reason why we do talk-ups. And we don't just do video which goes through now and just looks at a property because that's another sense that we're hitting. Uh, and it's every opportunity to get that and get someone through, the, through to click through. It's not about getting them to buy your house online. It's getting them to click through to the next stage. And once they click through, then that's when the next process begins about marrying them up and trying to get them 
to go to the next stage from there. So it's all these wee stages in a row which culminate at the end in a conclusion of either lifting the phone, messenger, right? I mean, that's why we do messenger as well, isn't it? Yeah. Classic example is why we do messenger, because why would you want to go and send an email through Rightmove if you can just message us direct on social media? Yeah, it's so much comes through, yeah, social media. And I think instant contact, instant yeah. contact with us, instant discussion with us it is it is better than walking into the office because you can do it any time of day, 24 hours a day. Yeah, I was and just... I think you can feel uncomfortable walking into an office and, you know, some people don't like being out amongst other people, especially at the moment. Uh, so to be able to do that from the privacy of your own home um, and, and get the same result at the end of it is really, you know, it's, I think that's really yeah. important. There is people opening offices just now, and I'm thinking, you're absolutely nuts. <laughs> the reality is you should be taking that money and pouring it into social media and pouring it into marketing and advertising to get in front of the audience you're meant to be getting into and to reach a wider field. That's what they're forgetting completely. They think, actually, their traditional model of a state agency still works. It has a place. But we've moved on since then, and we're in a new era, and we're in the era of media and television. And that's what you have to be as an estate agent. Anyway, let's talk about knowing your story. So let's talk about knowing your story. Um, we'll do a quick share. Um, I like to share this bit. Okay. So um, knowing your story. Uh, right now, your thoughts are probably looking forward to everything you're hoping in for the next home. Uh, the extra space, the bigger garden, maybe someone somewhere for an office or a studio. Um, and the future is really exciting, and that's where your focus goes as a result. But uh, where do you find your perfect buyer? You know, where does that come down to? Um, the key here is um, we need to go back in time to when you first bought your current home. Think about this logic. Very often people come to view at the, at the stage at you were when you viewed your house, when you bought it in the beginning as well. So it's helpful to know why you chose the home out of all the others available at that time, because that's exactly the same reason that person will probably choose the home now that you're selling, because they're at the same stage in their life. So why do you think we get our professional estate agents to do the viewings? That's exactly why. Because we've asked that question. There's no point in having somebody that just opens a door and closes it and has no idea about the travel and the journey of that property and the people who lived in it and why they want to live in it and where they lived in it. That's the reality. So that's why you get the agents to do the viewing for that particular reason. Or, well, what about what did you think when you first arrived outside? How did you feel when you stepped into the hallway? When did the moment hit you that this property was the one for you? That's key and fundamental. If you're doing the viewings yourself, then that's key and fundamental to communicate that to your, your buyer when they're coming round. So when you do the viewings yourself, communicate that to your buyer. What did you see in the property in the first place? Why did you like it? And what appealed to you? Because it will appeal to them. That's why they're there. They're at the exact same stage in life as you probably are as well. So when we tell potential buyers why you fell in love with your home, it adds another dimension to the viewings beyond the bricks and mortar. And whether it's how the morning light hits the dining table or your favourite sunspot in the garden or where you love to curl up in a good book, it, paint, it all paints a picture. I mean, guys, this is, this is, this is reality. We're not, we're not really selling a house. We're selling a lifestyle, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, and I think more and more people have... Uh, opted to the option to do their own viewings. I think obviously with uh, 
the current situation and things as well it's become more common but obviously we always reiterate to people the best way to sell the property and sell it to them what sold it to you what you like about the house and what you like about living in the house like you see all these all these little things like maybe how the how the light comes in one window in the morning and things that you love about the property and express that to them and, and make them fall in love with it like you did Andrea, what's yeah. your thoughts on this? <laughs> I, I was just thinking, <laughs> typical me on the opposite side of things. Uh, what made them fall in love with it is probably completely different as to why the, the reason why they're moving. They're like, oh, we've not got enough space here, or the neighbours are noisy, or the dog barks next door all the time. But I do think that houses, what may suit one person or doesn't suit one person anymore will be perfect for someone else. So I think keep all options open. Yeah, I mean, young families and things maybe outgrow properties, but then they obviously move on, and then maybe a young couple who are starting out will come in. Do you know what I mean? Situations like that. So yeah. one one uh, unit outgrows a property, they're going to move on, and, and the next person is going to come in and do what they've done in it and love it probably mm -hmm. the same. So. Yeah, I mean, even if your home looks perfect today, are there any ideas you've had for making it even better now? Hidden possibility or further potential can ignite the extra interest. So don't be afraid to tell all. I mean, you know, that's that's the story. It's the key here. That's it's why. It's the why. It's not. It's not what it'll give you. It's what it'll do for you, is the more important thing. So it's 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 features and benefits. Um, mm -hmm. When you think about the logic, of it. so you know, Richard, what appealed in your first home? What did you see in it? Um, I think well, when I, when I first got my home, I thought it was obviously I, I initially stayed in a flat. I wanted a house. I wanted a back garden. You know, and I think that's a big thing now. A lot of people obviously gardens. You like a back door, you have a back garden to walk out in. I think that was the big appeal to me. Um, and I think anybody else, if I was to move on eventually and somebody was to come in, I think um, the location in the garden and, and where we are is probably going to be the selling point for me. Mm -hmm. What about you, Andrea? I mean, when you when you had when when you got your home just now, what appealed to you? Um. The garden was the main thing. It was totally enclosed at the back. It was low maintenance, but still very attractive looking. Um, a bit like myself. <laughs> um, and the kitchen, <laughs> the kitchen at the big open plan kitchen dining area, which was just perfect. Um, but I think I actually realised this morning as I walked in my own front door that the hallway, although I, I left a huge old stone built house, the hallway of my new one reminds me of my old house because it's still got the same spindle staircase with the, you know, the space underneath it where the whole table goes. So, uh, yeah, I still get memories of my old house from that. So do you think that's something when you walked in the door, you uh, subconsciously actually acknowledged that, but you didn't know at the time? Yeah, it's only taken me five and a half years to realise it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you kind of just thought, you kind of just thought, this is yeah, this is the one for me. Uh, and but you didn't know why, possibly. No, you know, this is a lot. This is a lot as well. A lot of people just know when they walk in the door that this is the one for them, but they don't actually know why. Um, some people actually walk in the door and think this isn't the one for them, but after we've finished our journey, uh, they decide it is the one for them. I mean, I'm I'm amazed at that all the time about knowing the story, and I talk about this a lot where where I remember taking somebody round and some mornings and I took them around the property. And by the time we got to the end of the journey, they had been, they'd been quite clinical in the whole process. And they just looked at the property and thought, size, does it fit? And that's kind of it. They weren't looking at anything else. 
but then I opened up and started to talk about the about the memories and about the stories and about the the history of St Monans, about the salt pans, about the windmill, about the old kirk, about the Newark Castle, um, about the Fife Coastal Path and the beach. And by the time we got to the end, of it, they made me an offer and they bought it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you sell a property. <laughs> but it's, still, it's, like, it's not just selling the property; it's selling the the, the whole lifestyle. It's knowing the story. That's yeah. the key here. And and that's, I think, what the most important point is. It's understanding why somebody would want to buy this and what is the things that would appeal to them. So this is key as well. When a buyer inquires, the first thing we do is we go through all these things that they want. We talk to them about it. I always say a lot of people, it's almost like location, 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 where Phil Spencer sits down with the buyers and actually says, so what is it I can do for you? What is it you see in the next property? Where do you see yourself staying? What do you want in the next property? What is it What is it for and how long are you going to have it? And all these things come to life in that person when they tell you. So that's when that moment comes along where you think, I've got the perfect property for you. Yeah. And, and you know, you just know it, that is the one for them. Even they don't know. It's like, you know, it, that is definitely one for them. And that is the thing about knowing the story and the journey of that property. And even going right back to when it was first built, you know, possibly. I mean, some properties are like 100 years old. And actually talking about the story, I mean, look at the Balcormy Hotel, 1904. Mm -hmm. And then it was used in the war effort for the Wrens, actually, where they were um, for the war effort. And they stayed there as well. And, and the Polish stayed there as well. And, and it's all these different things that made up that fundamental story of that hotel, which tells people about its journey and what where it came from. And I think that's what people buy into. You know, the, 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 it's, it's difficult to get that in a new build because it's sterile. It's just a new build. And, and it has its place, but most people go for a new build because it's an easy gig. Yeah. There's no maintenance. It's like, you know, it's a guarantee. It's it's exactly laid out as it is. It's energy efficient. And that's what everybody else sees in it. But there's no story to it. And that's where the, the traditional properties have that story. The look at the front, the stonework. I mean, when you walk in the front door sometimes, you see that traditional tiling when yeah. you walk in the front door. And that, to me, tells me a story straight away. If you mm -hmm. see that traditional tiling, you know it's early 1900s. Um, it's yeah. either side. And some people actually come back to me and say, oh, it's 1895. And I went, aye, okay. <laughs> Give or take. Because <laughs> 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 I'm saying 1904, and they're going, or 1905, and they go, no, it's 1895. And I'm like, well, so I'm only 10 years out. <laughs> I went pretty good considering it's over 100 years. <laughs> but that's the story. So let's talk about the next one, which is uh, timing. Timing is everything. Not everyone is looking to move at the same speed. Remember that. And matchmaking people's time scales is vital component in getting any sale to work. So it helps to know the date when you're working to and whether they're flexible or non-negotiable. That's another classic one, isn't it? When you think about it, we talk about this all the time. You know, when I go in to see a seller, I immediately talk to them about what is your time scale? What are you expecting? And some of them say, look, it's going to be November. And I says, well, there's no harm in putting your house on the market now. And they're like, what? It's going to be ages yet. I says, but that doesn't make any difference. Because the reality is if the right person's out there and the right circumstances out there, they're going to buy it and wait till November. That's the reality. If they're not there, 
um, then fair enough. But if you don't even put it on, you've not got any chance of finding that person because you're back at square one. So if you don't do anything, then nobody will see it anyway. But if you actually do it, somebody might see it and you take the opportunity and you get that person. I mean, that's the key here. Um, whether they're flexible or non-negotiable. I mean, have you guys come across this? Yeah, and I think that you do get some sellers and they are quite, um, obviously got that fear of jumping uh, jumping too fast into the market and, oh, I'm not ready yet. But I don't think they realise that there's a whole um, process, like the, the whole matchmaking process and finding the right buyer and having them um, come and look at the property and then obviously then negotiate a time where that suits the buyer and the seller to meet like the end goal of the actual exchange date, which could be so far down the line. Uh, and that's up to us to kind of establish that. And like you say, match make between the right buyer and, and the property and the seller. Um, yeah. So I think it's better not to be quite reserved about, oh, it's too early. I, I don't want it to go on the market now. But like you say, you need to get on the market and, and, and see what's out there and then go through that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, imagine you're hoping to move towards the end of summertime uh, for the new school year there'd be little point in bringing your buyers uh, we're actually looking to move until Christmas. Yeah. You know, that's really and if you're expecting a new addition to the family, a real from work, you'll probably have a strict schedule that will need to be taken into account in that process. The more you tell us about your dates and your plans and the more we can narrow the field to the buyer that is actually right for you. This comes down to quality is better than quantity, isn't it, Andrea? Yeah, I mean, I think the more that we know about a person's circumstances, both from the, the, the seller and the buyer's perspectives, then the better we can match them to properties. There is no point in, even if someone is ready to purchase, there's no point in them looking at a property where we know that the buyer wants a long entry date um, because they may be moving to a new build that's not going to be ready till next December, January, even next year. So, um but we we should be prepared and you know try and have other properties that may be of interest to that that buyer and and try and point them in that direction so we're not letting everybody down yeah because if a buyer's ready to go then you wouldn't want to lose them you obviously point them in the direction the properties are actually um, perfect for them you know so that's why it's important to have other property that's why it's important as well to actually know what's about to come on the market and know what potentially might be coming onto the market because it's easy for us to then and this is key here where people need to understand it's not just what's on our website it's not just what's on our social media channels it's also what we know about in the background that's why it's important to register where an estate agent with with someone like us because when we know what's going to be coming to market so when you register and you're looking for the exact property we know that there's someone else we've been out to who actually isn't in the pipeline just now, but we can actually brief them and just give them a quick call and say, look, we've got somebody that may be perfect for your property. Do you want to do an off-market deal? That's before a pre-portal launch. So off-market deals are done and they're done in the background and they don't even see the light of day. So that's why it's important as a buyer uh, you need to register with us and you need to make sure you're you're keeping uh, us up to date about your circumstances so we can match you possibly with someone before they even come onto the market. And some people often say, why would you do that? Because you're not getting everybody to see the property. The reality is, if you get an offer you can't refuse, <laughs> why would you need to take it to market? Yeah, And that's often what happens. 22, yeah. 22 and 33% over the asking price recently. Yeah, that's an offer you can't refuse. 
No, and, and people can refuse offers like that. And I think it's very important that if you are looking for a property, like you say, to be registered with local agents and things so that, and, and keep updating them with your circumstances, because it's not just what's on the market, it's what's coming to market and what's in the pipeline. And only we know that. Um, and the only way for you to get the advantage point of obviously getting in there first is to be obviously on the system and keep in contact with your yeah, agent. Well, we've got a private investors club, which, yeah, which only people know and we're actually promoting properties to a private investors club before they go anywhere else first. Yeah. So they're getting first bite of the cherry as the private investors club, and then they're going to a pre-portal launch, and then they're going to the websites. So if you're relying on Rightmove and Prime Location and Zoopla to buy your property, you're missing out on a lot of properties before anyone and losing out before anyone else. They're get, everyone else is getting them way before you purely because we're, they're registered with us, and they're in some of them are in our private buying groups. You know that's 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 key here as well, and other estate agents are bound to have that as well. So that's why you need to still make sure you register with an estate agent. It is not just relying on this happening for you. If you're relying on right moving prime location Zoopla, I'll, I'll reinforce it again. You're missing a golden opportunity to get in there before everyone else. These websites are dead in the water now. They are old technology. They have no idea. They are running to catch up with the new system and the new way of technology working. Everybody's going to Facebook. They're going to Instagram. They're going to YouTube. They're going to LinkedIn. They're going to all these channels first because they are instant results for people. Why do you think it's called Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. That's the whole point. So you need to make sure you're out there and register with people way beforehand. Okay. I think as well, like you're saying, obviously, I mean, and also, I mean, you'll know this yourself, Jim, you'll have a group of, uh, you'll always have a group of like buyers and landlords or investors who, without even looking at the system, are in your head and you think, well, that one would suit them and that one would suit them. And if you keep in contact with your agent, then you're always going to have that advantage point. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. So the next one is what I need to practice quite a lot, is listening, learning. <laughs> I talk too much sometimes. I do say that. <laughs> but I've got, you've got to understand that you can walk away and get away from me. I've got to live with me. <laughs> so, I mean, listening and learning is key when you're speaking to a buyer. Um, the type of property that people begin with their search for can look quite different from the home they eventually buy. That's amazing that that actually happens. In fact, they can be more certain about their existing home no longer works than, um, the, and that than exactly what the need for the next one is as well. I mean, that's the reality. They don't actually, they don't even know themselves why their existing home sometimes doesn't work, but they know they want another home, but they're still not even sure about their next home and what they should be going for. Mm -hmm. And that's why it takes someone, it's the old forest for the trees, if that makes yeah. sense. Sometimes as a, as a buyer, they can't see the forest for the trees and it takes someone like ourselves to talk them through that process and let them fully understand and get right to the bottom. I sometimes think I'm a psychiatrist. <laughs> but, I've actually... But I'm, just, sure. just, lie down on the, just lie down on the chaise lounge <laughs> and I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just exactly ask you what you need. I've actually been in people's houses when they've just got them all ready, you know, our, our vendors, and they've got them all ready for the, the photographer coming. And they said, oh, we've spent weeks getting this place all ready. And actually... No, I quite like it again now. <laughs> so, no, I don't, I'm not sure why I'm moving. <laughs> Do you know the ultimate comment I get from people when I actually produce what I produce? And it's it, to me, it's like a craft. 
you know, doing what I do. I, I, mm-hmm. it's the ultimate for me. It has to be perfection, almost, Mich- well, Michelin star quality, maybe triple Michelin star quality. And that's where I want my place to be. But when when a seller turns around to me and says, wow, I want, I, I want to buy that property, I know straight away I've done it perfectly. I know I've yeah. done the right thing. And I know other people will think that as well. And that, to me, is the ultimate compliment um, I, yeah. I could get from a, from a seller. It's when they turn around and say, wow, I, I mean, I want to buy that property. And I actually say to them, do you, do you want it? I could sell you it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when you get that satisfaction and the gratitude and, and the wow factor back from uh, the customer, then it is the best, obviously. Yeah. Um, so when you're going around listening and learning to your buyer, um, it's, uh, it's each subsequent viewing, their clarity increases increases as their priorities evolve as well. And that's where, you know, you sometimes get a buyer that will maybe just view one property, two properties, three properties, and then you're getting into the realms of, okay, let's work out. I even used to, I even take buyers around as well in the past, and I've taken them around for the reason to say, I know you're not buying this property, but I need you to have a look at it in order to establish exactly what you're actually not wanting and what you do want. Because it's it's key for me, and and they're, they're actually quite taken aback with that, and then the fact that it's like you know, all right, okay, that's that's really good, but because you're not really there, to, you're not my client as a buyer, but the reality is, it, it gives me a better feel for what I know you want to buy. That's really what it comes down to. Um, we can fast track that process by digging deeper from the start, uh, having a detailed conversation of the discovery when a buyer first contacts us um, establishes very quickly whether or not your home could be the one for them. Um, a typical example is when someone asks for a specific number of bedrooms. Uh, do they need them all for sleeping or do they need a home office? That's probably key as well. Would an alternative space or a suggestion provide a better solution? Uh, perhaps an extra living room or even a cabin in the garden for some extra peace and quiet? Jeez, I could do without myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've often heard Andrea, can I just work from home? The office is too noisy. <laughs> <laughs> With a bit of detective work beyond mundane questions, we can match buyers to a home they'll genuinely love and with fewer wasted viewings. That's what it comes down. I've even had people walk in and say, I know you're not buying it, but I walked you through it and all the rest of it. And they go, I'm buying it. And I'm like, what? It's like, I, I would never have expected that. You know, what's uh, personal experience, Andrea, when you've been taking people around viewings? Some of them, some of them just keep themselves, their comments and everything so much, and it's difficult to get them to open up about what their thoughts are on it. And I, I do tend to like to give them you know, space to just talk amongst themselves. And then, you know, I'll say, you know, what, what did you make of it? You know, at the end of it, I said, you know, is this going to be sufficient for you? Or is it something, is there something lacking in it that's not quite right? Is it something that could be fixed? You know, and they'll say, oh, well, you know, it's not got a swimming pool in the back garden that we really wanted. And I said, well, if, you know, we get one put in, would you buy it? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then you start to find out what it is that they really want. Yeah, yeah that, that's key isn't it it's 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 really it's really opening up the conversation rather than asking yes no questions you've you've hit the nail on the head andrea it is making comments like oh a swimming pool in the back garden but then the key here is it actually gets them to open up and start talking Mm -hmm. you know is that your experience richard yeah i think viewings are the perfect time to kind of work on that obviously initial um the initial questions that you've asked for what they're looking for in a property but then I mean, you do get two different types of viewers and you get the one that will totally open up and, and speak to you all the way through and others that maybe 
a wee bit more reserved and just keep their thoughts to themselves. But you need to try and obviously make the conversation go towards like what do you want from the property? If, if they're looking at certain maybe extra rooms or more space out the back or and, and look at how they could even maybe adapt that property to be the perfect home. Because although people look for the perfect home, you're never going to find it <laughs> exactly perfect. You're going to need to do something to make mm -hmm. it that perfect home. And you need to make people be able to see that. You um, can even paint the picture for people, though, about how that could be the perfect home. You know, yeah, that, like, yeah. I, I think for me that's classic about, you know, it, it, it's about, it's about, dare I say, about being a dream maker, you mm -hmm. know, and the fact that you can paint that picture for people and, and letting them understand how everything fits into their lifestyle and how that could be so convenient for them. Um, and that's what comes out of listening and learning. I mean, we have two ears and one mouth and it should be used in that proportion. I've always mm -hmm. heard that said all the time. And while I do a lot of talking on here, out of, the, out of here, I don't really talk that much. I listen a lot to people and about mm -hmm. their journeys and about the way they take things. And then I'll be able to help them. Once I go away and think about it, I'll come back to them and say, this is what you need to do and this is how you need to do it. Often I find that um, all the time. I, I, I'm more of a solution-orientated person and I like to solve things for people. And probably that's what the best type of estate agent makes. Um, the person that's prepared to listen quite a lot is, you know, is, and, and I know you're like that as well, Andrea. And Richard, I know you're like that as well. Yeah, I think definitely. it's about knowing the properties that you're showing to people as well and what the potential is with those properties. I mean, if it's an old solid stone built property, it's going to be a lot harder. It's probably going to have more load bearing walls on the inside. But in yeah. your more modern ones where it's stud partitions between rooms, there is a potential to sort of change the interior around to exactly what people want. You know, take a foot off a bigger bedroom and make the smaller bedroom a foot bigger. So, um, and they get the house at the price that they want. Yeah. And this takes us on nicely to intuition. You know, that's the reality. Intuition. So let's look at this. So intuition is a surprisingly effective tool in matching people to property. This is gut reaction, a, a hunch, a feeling, a notion. Call it what you will, really. But noticing reactions on people's viewings um, before uh, can lead to valuable clues to somebody that will actually buy. Whether their face lights up at the fireplace in the living room or the view from the bedroom or the privacy of the garden or those little golden insights that are, they're always looking out for. I mean, these are key as well. You do, you do see that, don't you, Andrea? Yeah, I've, I've actually found that the people that when you take them on their first viewing for a property and they're, you know, they're opening doors and they're sort of lying on the floor to see where their bed will fit into a room and or they'll sit on the sofa and they're saying yeah oh, you know, this house is brilliant oh it's really really good and then when you phone them up for the feedback the next day nah it wasn't right for us <laughs> but then the people that are really quiet and they're taking in you know you can tell that they're thinking about the property and they're doing that all themselves and then when you speak to them uh, they're, they're the ones that say, yeah, we really like that property. We're going to, we're just doing our numbers and we'll come back to you. And then you get the offer in when you least expect it. Yeah, I, I often just get the offer when I walk out the door. <laughs> 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 I just basically nail their colours to the mast and get the offer out of them. By the time they've got, by the time the viewing's over, I've got the yeah. whole, I've got it all planned out the path I'm going to lead them all down to get the answer I want at the yeah. end. That's the I, I think. I do think um, at the moment, I mean, because there are so few properties and there's a lot more viewers for each property that's coming on, then pe people have not got the same amount of time to think about 
whether they're going to offer or not and so oh, we'll see how we'll see how we're thinking next week next week's too late because the property's going to be gone <laughs> yesterday was too late now <laughs> yeah so people have to be prepared to make up their minds really quickly and i think it's even more important that you know they're first thoughts on the property, you know, that if they like it, they need to go for it. And that's that's where the key is about the video. You know, this is where video comes into play because a lot of people can gain a lot more insight into a proper walkthrough video where we talk about the property itself and why they would want to engage with it or buy it because it gives them a, a preemptive sort of position where they can strike there and then at that time because they're, they're we've got them to the next stage and in this market just now where it's a boom market and it's you know going as fever pitch it is the now you need to have that instant decision exactly what you said when you walk in the door it's like you almost have to know that this is the one for you by the time you walk in that door and if you don't then if you as you said andrea if you go away to think about it it's over Somebody else has got it. I'll guarantee you that. I, I actually used to, and I still do this. I say, look, you know, I do, I, I'm very honest with people at the viewing. I'm right up front with them. I usually, I'm typically say to them, look, you're going to have to do something this quick if you want it. Because I pick up on their conversations by listening and learning. Um, and I pick up on that and I say to them, you know, basically you're going to have to do something about it because there is other people in the pipeline. I know it's going to go quick. And you get the typical ones that go, no, oh, everybody says that. That's a typical estate <laughs> tactic. And it's like, and the next day it's gone. And they say, well, why did you know? Tell me. And it's like, I did. You obviously don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> so I do I do have that um, where people, uh, you're absolutely right, it's going so fast. Uh, anything you can do as an estate agent to get that buyer more information to them um, uh, quicker and more effectively, and that's where instant messaging through social media comes into play, instant messaging through your website comes into play, um, video um, comes into play, all these things that you can get them into that decision-making process before they walk in that door and almost committed to it before. Um, and the walk in the door for me is just the, just the icing on the cake to just say, is it what I expected? And we, yeah. We're selling houses without anybody walking in the door now. I just yeah, sold I one day now, didn't I? I've yeah. just sold one day now for 25% over the home report value. They never walked in the door. They're no, they're no wanting to walk in the door. They've seen the video. They've seen the drone footage. They're quite happy with the location. They know everything. They're buying it. And the day they walk in the door is the day they buy it. Now, that's that one. And then there was another one two weeks before that, exactly the same thing. A couple from Glasgow, you know, made a decision, 33% over the home report value. And they're no walking in the door until the day they buy it. Yeah. I think that the power of being on television and having a proper social media presence. That's what I was just going to say. The only way you've been able to do that, or we're able to do that, is because you have these walkthrough videos. And the fact that they're so interactive and they're not just a video tour. You're, you're, you're around the property, you're looking at all the, the cupboards, the, the wee, all the nooks, the crannies, and showing all the, the bits yeah. of the property that wouldn't be in just a normal sweep round tour. You know, um, Richard, video, video tours with music are so yesterday. Yeah. And yet all the estate agents are just starting to do them now. And I'm thinking, that's 2010 stuff. Yeah. My God. <laughs> It's like you're way back in the dark ages. I've got a dinosaur. <laughs> I'll, not tell the, I'll, not, I'll not tell you the name of the dinosaur. That'll be quite... <laughs> you all know the name of the dinosaur, don't yeah, you? Do. I think the interactive videos are definitely there yeah. forward. I think, I think it's important when we're speaking to, to viewers or potential viewers that, that 
the level of the properties that are on at the moment because they're so few and far between and they're going quickly that they may have to compromise on what their perfect home is yeah and you know because say you said richard earlier that you never get perfect no what you do to it when you get into it you can make it as perfect as possible but it may be that you need to compromise that you don't get the off-street parking or you don't get the you know the new kitchen the new double glazing the new bathroom all fitted it may be that you'll get it a better price but you'll have to go and do it yourself uh, to get it to that perfect it. one so you customize things and that if, you, if you're doing things like that yourself yeah um, that's where we come down in the different journey though when people say i've got to put a new kitchen that and they're from further afield it's like you know they, they, they're almost they're almost fearful to buy the property in case because they don't know what to do next mm -hmm. but that's where it comes back to saying and this is this is a wee bit of track well this is on track actually or the buying process mm -hmm. this is where we get people in touch with our contractors that we've used in the property management for years and years and years and they're trusted contractors and they come in and they actually refit the kitchens and the heating systems and the windows and everything for them. I mean, I've got somebody there now in St. Monin's, actually, they're needing to get everything done. And I've just put them in touch with a painter and decorator and I've put them in touch with our architect as well to get a few things over the line for letters of comfort to get it on the market. Yeah. And, and that's from a seller's point of view. But from a buyer's point of view, we do the same thing. You know, so again, it's not just a buyer walking in the door, buying a property and saying, bye-bye, see you later. It's no, 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 we'll help you in the process. We'll get you all the contractors to get that job done for you, to get this over the line for you to buy your dream home and have it exactly how you want it. So, Andrea, when you say it'll never be perfect, I always say, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I think off-street parking is a good one as well, because and it comes back to as well, if somebody's not registered with an agent, they're just sitting on these portals looking for properties with off-street parking. Who's to say that there's not a property there where you could put off-street parking in place and only an agent would know, oh, I've got this property here, but you could put a driveway in and you're never mm. going to get that. I'm flabbergasted sometimes how, how other some other uh, property listings, you look at them and it's actually, they don't actually point things like that out. Yeah. And, it, and it's clearly obvious by looking at the pictures that that is the case because you mm -hmm. know as an estate agent, but I don't think the general man on the street or women on the street will actually know that. And, yeah. and, and I think, God, you've missed a trick because you've I just alienated everybody because you're right next to a main road and you've got off-street parking. Look at look at uh, Main Street and Methil Hill. Yeah. Your Main Street and Methil Hill's on the main road at the front, but you go actually round the back and you've got a driveway and you've got a garage. Oh, and it's like, oh. wow, yeah. looking at the front of the property, you would never have known that. And if nobody points that out in a, in a schedule or even in a video, you'll never see that either and you'll never know about it. But that's what we do that is the extra that's the difference it makes the extra in the extra ordinary some people are just ordinary but we do the extra to become extraordinary yeah i mean taxi drivers in london have to pass a test called the knowledge um before they can get a, a hackney license uh, and i think estate agents um that don't have their own knowledge in inverted yeah. commas um are not worth worth it they need to know they need to be selling their knowledge yeah absolutely i mean when you invite us into your home we're thinking about more than the value when you're showing us around i mean that's key as well i mean all i ever think about is where's all the wow points when mm -hmm. i go into a home that i do opposite ends of the spectrums i look where's all the downside and then where's all the wow factors and then often when 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 I get to the end of the conversation and, and then I speak to them, say, wow, wow, wow. And they're going, well, it's just my house. And I went, but that's because you've lived in it for 20 years. I'm coming with a fresh pair of eyes 
as a as a prospective buyer in the beginning, and that's how I look at it. And I mm -hmm. think to myself, as a prospective buyer walking around for the first time, what is the things that I'm going to see that is going to float my boat straight away? And what are the things that I might see that might bring me back down to earth? So let's minimize the back down to earth stuff and let's accentuate and, and you know the 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 good stuff, the wow factors. I was at a property yesterday in Cellar Dyke. And it's like, wow, this thing is looking right over the water. And it's got two balconies, one either end. You can go out the balcony from the living room, and then you can go out the balcony and another balcony from your bedroom. And then the one thing that the seller focused on was the rundown shack at the bottom of the, the, the garden, which I thought, wow, this could be a home office. Yeah. You just need to put a roof on this and a door That's on this. Right. this home yeah. office. They did have it years ago as a as a as a greenhouse area, but I thought, wow, this has got huge potential, and this will blow people's minds when I do a pre-portal launch on this. When yeah. I actually put this on video and talk about it and everything that is you to love about it, it's just it's, it, you know I use this expression it's just to die for. Mm -hmm. It's like you could just sit in that you could sit in their garden for the rest of your life and just be happy, just do not. That's it. That's how good this property is. And by the way, this will be coming to market soon. <laughs> <laughs> so remember to follow our Facebook channels. It might be sold tomorrow. Because <laughs> you'll see it there first. And, and actually, you need to register now because you'll probably find that somebody might actually buy it off market and you'll yeah. never, ever see it at all. Um, so we can almost guarantee the names that will be popping to our head when we're working on the property and talking about the layout and the space and the features and then make the mental connections with the buyers registered with us, really. And by knowing what people really care about and focusing on their aspirations, we can help you, uh, we can help your viewers to visualize their lives in your home. That's the key here. And from this comes certainty commitment to priceless commodities in your move the certainty and commitment, that's key. Because if you can get certainty out of somebody and you can get the commitment out of them, you know your next move is going to be seamless because you can go and find the property your dream's next. Yeah. And we can get that to coincide. That's a really good thing to do. Um, any final thoughts on this, on, on that subject, guys, about striking a chord, about talking about people's aspirations and that? Yeah, I think, and as you say, about when your thoughts when you're in a property uh, to go and meet people about potentially selling their property, like you say, picking up on all those parts, uh, the property, whether it's an open fire, whether it's doors out to a patio, whether it's a really nice island in the kitchen, do you know, all the, all, the, all the things that's going to grab people's attention and what grabs your attention, because potentially you are seeing it with fresh eyes and potentially looking at it as a viewer would. Um, and, 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 and having in the back of your head, obviously, and, or in the forefront of your head, should I say, the, uh, the group of people that you think, oh, this would suit so-and-so, this would suit, you know, knowing your buyers as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Andrea? Yeah. yeah, we're just having a little thought there, but I don't think we're seeing it just quite so much yet, but with all the sort of green um, energy and, you know, uh, carbon footprint saving, I'm still not seeing an awful lot of buyers that are too bothered about um, efficiency of the properties. Yeah. And, you know, they're not saying, right, oh, I really have to have a property that's got an air source heat pump. I don't want anything with gas anymore. And I, but I think that will be happening in the future. Uh, but I, we're not seeing it yet. I think the only way they're going to do this is to change the council tax bandings to be based on energy efficiency. Yeah. yeah. And my, my words are spoken about before in successive programmes. It will happen one day 
where mm -hmm. they will change it. Once they get everybody up to a tolerable standard, they've only got a minimum amount of people to get over the line, then they'll probably change the council tax bandings to energy efficiency ratings, and that'll make a fundamental difference into how people are and how people look after the properties. But for now, I, I find that most people don't look at the EPCs. They don't really bother about that at all. It's never been a concern about theirs. If you want the location and you want the views and you want everything else, you're not really going to bother if it's a stone-built property and it's on no, a... No, you compromise. Yeah. Ah, it's like, I'm not bothered. I mean, I'm quite happy to do that. If I can, you know, fair enough, if I can strap and board the inside and line it and insulate it, and that's that's fine. But then with that factor comes things like um, the, the porousness of the sandstone. And the fact mm. that the water actually might not be able to dissipate as a result, and it could end up ruining your whole lining of your of your house and mm. your, your mortar and your, your stonework and everything. So there's there's whole different factors that come into play. But again, that comes down to your stage and understanding that process. Mm -hmm. This is where I keep going back to. We're not just estate agents. It's understanding everything else that comes into play and the property process and the property journey in order to complete that circle to get that transaction over the line, to get that person to buy it. Hence the reason why our fall-through rate is very, very little as a result of that. But that's another show. So yeah. let's talk about money and ability. Many factors can affect the speed and the progress of your sale. And aside from someone falling in love with your home, they need to be ready, willing, and able to buy. People don't move every day but and may not be familiar with the process which means it's our job to establish the buyer's budget and buying position that's key here isn't it andrea yeah i was speaking to someone just the other day there um whose property we're selling and it was just at the stage of um sending over photographs and descriptions and things and she says oh you've been so helpful you know and she says i've never done this before so we need all the guidance that we can get on it um which was really good. Also had an email from someone last night that uh, commented on how wonderful my pictures were, and I've still got to tell her that they're not my photographs. So they're not <laughs> <all> the <first. laughs> but I'll leave that till Monday. <laughs> but, but that's the that's the key here, isn't it? It's actually just yeah. that we're we're bringing in all the right people to get that combination, to get that marketing done properly, to get that journey to start on the right foot, rather than actually just. You know, some estate agents do their mobile, they take it on their mobile phones pictures and some estate agents go around and just take photographs. They brighten up the room, they whiten out the windows as a result so you don't see the outside. Um, it's like, I I, I mean, I, I was brilliant at taking photographs. I've got to admit that. And a lot of people said that to me, but I just, the professional photographers we have now are just a different class. They're, they're just like, they're just on a completely different level. They're like Michelin star quality and, and the way they do things. And when you look at the detail, and the colour depth and the way that's presented, for me, it's that 1% extra in that 100 process journey of a property, which compounds overall to the 100% improvement at the end, because every single process has been increased by 1%. And, you know, that makes sense, doesn't it, Richard? Yeah, definitely. I think, and like you say, the, the quality of the professional photographers is just, it's, it's another level. I mean, uh, we've taken photos for years and, and all different, um, using all different kinds of obviously cameras and phones and mobile phones take amazing pictures now, but uh, but yeah. still it's a different le it's a different level and good pictures on a listing um, are just imperative. To, to, well, to we had the example of a property that had been on the market for quite a while mm -hmm. um, with old estate. No, the, the estate agent wasn't old, but the pictures were old. Um, yeah. Had been taken at the beginning of the listing. 
uh, we decided to redo the pictures um, and we had an, an amazing amount of interest in it and three offers within a week. So yeah. it, that was professional pictures. And that effectively, yeah. I, I think I did look over the schedule though. And so we, we revamped the schedule, we made yeah. it more emotive and then we changed the pictures as well. And then we relaunched it on a, on, on a new platform, uh, on our new platform and on and our new system in order to get that traction. Mm. And we proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that the old traditional route does not work anymore. And yeah. the new the new route to market and what we're doing and, and combining with the traditional route is actually the new the new era, technology and, and technology and the way forward. But it's still as well, it comes back to saying it is our job to establish uh, the buyer's budget and buying position. I mean, yeah. you get that as well with the rental market as well, Richard. It's, it's establishing the tenant's position. Yeah, right for the outset. You need to establish people's circumstances and their financial position uh, and where what they have and what means they have to get to where they want to be and if it can get them to where they want to be or whether they need to maybe reconsider slightly what their ultimate end goal is. Um, and I think as well, and with, with the buying side of things, even once they're in that position, uh, you need to keep with them and make sure that they've got things like mortgages and everything's in place because these are all things that will just hold up a sale uh, and but then it's not it's not just enough to ask someone if they're getting a mortgage or they're paying cash yeah i mean everyone's financial position is unique so it's essential to know uh, how their funds are actually being arranged isn't it yeah definitely yeah i think we we tend to try and find out whether someone you know if you know obviously that they've got a certain amount of wriggle room as well so obviously they need to have their own amount of savings above and beyond what the mortgage um has allowed for them and again because the market is so hot at the moment the majority of the properties uh, are going above home report valuation yeah. so i think for people that are using lift you know first-time buyers low-income first-time buyers um whereas they may have had quite a bit of a chance of getting a decent deal on a property they cannot go above home report valuation so the, i think there are some people that are getting left behind in the market at the moment especially in first-time buyers but um for all the other people if it's if it's a very popular property we're having to say to them look this is going to go above home report valuation how you know can you manage that and if they can't it's it's really not worth them uh pursuing Aye. it no worth, it's no worth yeah. us taking them around and, and actually establishing that on their on their position straight away. So we know the properties actually they'll be able to possibly be able to buy as a result. I mean, it's the uh, combination of circumstances, and we talked about it as well when people actually say, um, um, "Oh, I've, I've got you know, what's your position? Oh, I'm a cash buyer." And it's like, "Whoa, wait a minute, we've heard this all before." <laughs> no, what cash buyer? So what is your? And then it comes out once you probe that a bit more, and it's like, "No, I've actually just got my house sold." And I'm waiting on it concluding, but I will have the funds. It's like, well, that's not a cash buyer. Mm. Cash buyer, he's got money in the bank ready to go. That's a cash buyer. Um, or I've got a mortgage. And because I've got a mortgage in principle, they don't tell you. And they immediately say, no, I'm a cash buyer. It's like, all right, okay. But is that is that a mortgage cash? Is that what you're saying? You've got the money from the bank as a mortgage? All oh, right, yeah, I'll have I. That's no cash buyer then. That's a cash and mortgage. So I'm putting a deposit and I'm putting a mortgage in place as well. So we actually define that all in our system as well as to what person's what the position is: cash and mortgage, mortgage on its own. You know, um, actually sold, subject to concluded missives. They're waiting for that to conclude so they can buy. So there's all different levels of people's criteria in order to, uh, to fund the next uh, readily available um, and uh, purchase. Really, that's what mm -hmm. it comes down to. 
Yeah. I mean, in the, in the event of a chain as well, we can also confirm every link to ensure that the foundations of the offer are sound. That means talking to every single estate agent involved about how far the connected sales have advanced so that we can recommend a buyer with confidence. I mean, I ultimately stick my neck out for buyers. And, and I'll tell you what, if, if they don't perform like they had promised me to perform, they'll get the wrath. I'm not mm -hmm. expecting that at all because I've gone to my seller and I've clearly told them they're good for it. And if they don't produce it, then I will step in and do something about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was speaking to someone uh, yesterday booking a viewing for one of our new properties and um, I asked them about, they had just accepted an offer on their own property and I said, and what position is your purchaser in? Are they a first-time buyer or are they waiting on a house being sold? And she said, oh, they're landlord. So it's a, it's a pretty safe chain. So yeah. we can then tell our uh, vendor that, you know, if they decide to go ahead and purchase the house that it's not likely to have any problems yeah and and they can wait as well which is good but the, but yeah. the one key out of them being a landlord my, my first concern is um are they a seasoned landlord or are they a first-time landlord because then that gives me implications about you know how are they getting a buy to let mortgage because i know exactly the criteria because i've been in this market for 30 years mm -hmm. as a buy to let landlord exactly how difficult it is to get over the line because literally a lot of the buy to let landlords is um computer says no it's like, yeah. what? It's like, I've got perfect circumstances. Oh, but you've got a commercial business. You've got a commercial property in one of your, one of your, in that business. And we don't do, we don't lend to a, to a company, a limited company that's got a commercial property. That's what I've come across just now. So yeah. I'm actually having, I've actually set up an SPV, which is a special purpose vehicle, specifically for buy to let properties to tick the box of the mortgage lenders in order to do that. If you have anything that interferes with that scenario, you will not get a buy-to-let mortgage in a limited company. So so that's one to watch out for, for people out there have uh, got somebody buying their house as a, maybe a, a doing serviced accommodation, which is holiday lets. Yeah. Um, so if anybody says SA, serviced accommodation, it's holiday lets mm -hmm. they're doing, Airbnb sort of thing. Um, if they're doing private residential uh, landlord, again, you've got, you've got to know that. So a landlord could be a, a number of different things and their mortgage could be dependent on what they're actually doing and they would go to different mortgage providers to get different types of funding. So serviced accommodation is a bit more challenging as well as residential landlords is a bit more challenging in other areas as well. So it's understanding your buyer's position if they say something to be able to probe it to the next level to say that, well, what is the circumstances so I can exactly, especially if you're at a closing date. I mean, let's 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 be honest. If you're lucky enough to have more than one offer, you want to be sure that the one to accept is a, the best combination of the price, the ability and the timescale all married into one. That's that's the, mm -hmm. that's that's key here for us to make sure that happens. You know, what's your thoughts on that, Richard? Yeah, I think that's what you just went through there, Jim, is just a brilliant example of knowing your buyer, knowing obviously the situation and how to handle it to get the best result for both the buyer and the seller. Uh, and, and knowing these things that, uh, like you say, obviously, if they're, if they're a landlord, then looking into the, the background, uh, well, what's, your, what's your lending criteria going to be like? I mean, these are all factors that obviously not your normal estate agent probably wouldn't think of. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah we had one uh, recently that uh, fitted all that, and um, I can't remember. It was just last week, and I've forgotten it already. But yeah, it it worked out that the closing date. Um, I think there was about ten offers, 
yeah. on a property at closing date and the one that was accepted wasn't the highest offer but it was the one that fitted uh, you know it suited the, the vendor best yeah it was margin marginally different wasn't it it was just marginally less yeah yeah it was, exact, it was that exact to go to the line I had I had one recently actually, and and it was in the process, and it was having a bit of difficulty getting the mortgage all in place. And I honestly went to the vendor and I said to them, to be honest, if I, if you put it back in the market, you'll probably get more. So I wouldn't worry, you know, if if, if it doesn't go over the line, uh, just put it back on, you'll probably get more anyway. Um, and, and so it's understanding that process as well, and understanding the market, and understanding what to tell the seller to make them feel um, um, less stress. I mean, that's the reality. I mean, what we are doing in our job is actually making the whole process less stressful for everyone else. That's really what it comes down to. And on that note, guys, that's us finished. Um, wow, already. So final thoughts on this? I think um, final thoughts on this would be, obviously, anybody who's looking to buy a property are obviously looking for the perfect house for them. And maybe that's not going to be exactly out there just sitting on the portals waiting on you. So I think the best uh, advice would be register with your agent, with ourselves, if that if it may be the, the, the case, and and let your agent know what you're looking for, and they'll help you guide you to that perfect property or how to make the perfect property. Yeah, Andrea. And I would say that your perfect buyer has probably been looking for a property for a long time. So when your house goes on the market and they're the first to see it and want to buy it, um, don't think that it's too quick. Yeah. Just, you know, if they make you a good offer, <laughs> take it. That, that is a big thing for a lot yes, of people. Yeah. They immediately, uh, some people actually think that because it's the first offer and it's a quick offer, they'll actually get a lot more, but they don't realise the buyer's in there for a lot longer, isn't it? I mean, there's plenty that goes into finding your perfect buyer, appreciating the qualities of your home, taking an interest in why people are moving and asking thoughtful questions are all part of the work. But when all those planets align, it makes it for simpler, smoother, and more enjoyable move for everybody involved. Um, guys, if you're thinking about selling your home, would love to hear your story yeah. uh, and all about your plans. Um, you know, you can contact us anytime. You can message us anytime. We're always available. Um, let's get talking about where we'd like to go and then um, how we can get you there um, so we can help you on your way. And on that note, guys, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks, Andrea. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Richard. And I'll Thank see everybody you. next week for the next week episode of the Five Property Show. Okay, thanks, Bye.